0: At Farmers Insurance, we know every windshield collision has a unique sound. Beetle. Bird poop. Drone. Seen it? Covered it. Click for more.
1: We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum,
0: Underwritten by Farmers, truck fire insurance, exchanges and affiliates. Products not available in every state.
2: Mr. President, up here! I voted for you! Wait a minute. That guy on the grassy knoll's got a gun. He's gonna shoot the president! Holy smokes, I've gotta do something! All right, Lee time to become an American hero. Darkmyths.org, Indianapolis Media Group, proudly present to you, the Lone Gunman Podcast, featuring your host,
3: Rob Clark where research comes to shine and myths come to die stay tuned be right there
1: Assassinations will at this time come to order the most damaging sealed documents of the house select committee on assassinations accuse high-ranking officials of the central intelligence agency of lying to the people of the united states about lee harvey oswald house investigators believe this man david Atlee phillips met with oswald two months before the assassination phillips was the cia's chief of western hemisphere operations and was in charge among other things plots against fidel castro according to the secret reports antonio viciana a leader of anti-castro cubans directed by the cia saw oswald talking to a senior cia agent he knew by the cover name maurice bishop viciana provided enough information for house investigators to compile this sketch of the agent who met oswald could it have been phillips investigators believe it was Phillips denied under oath that he knew Oswald, but House investigators did not believe him and wanted him charged with perjury. The government declined to prosecute, leaving investigators furious. The director of the CIA in 1963 was John McCone. He caused a sensation among committee staffers when he admitted there was an agent using the cover name Bishop. But a secret memo reveals he was allowed to reverse his testimony. A CIA lawyer wrote the committee. I should inform you that he had been in error. In summary, Mr. McCone withdraws his statements on this point. The man who fingered Maurice Bishop, Antonio Viciana, was shot in the head soon after testifying, but survived. Frightened, he will no longer talk about the case. We caught up with him in Florida. They wounded me in the in the head.
0: He's trying to kill me. You know why? Why would I don't know. There? Perhaps the, the FBI knows. The FBI knows. Did they tell you? No. Actually, actually.
1: David Adley Phillips died of cancer in 1988. Investigators believe Phillips was angry at JFK for botching the Cuban Bay of Pigs operation. The, president? the second explosive no, revelation in the I sealed documents also links the yet. CIA uh, directly to Oswald. While living in Dallas, Oswald was befriended by Russian-born George de Investigators determined he was a contract agent for the CIA in Central America and the Caribbean. In 1977, moments before he was to be interviewed by House investigators, de blew his brains out with a 20-gauge shotgun. House investigators believe he was a crucial link between the CIA and Lee Harvey Oswald. There is no question that the sealed JFK files are extremely embarrassing for the CIA. House investigators have told Inside Edition that the agency did not fully cooperate in their investigation and that the CIA had final say in the report that the House Assassinations Committee made public. Thus, the public report makes no mention of the CIA's links with Lee Harvey Oswald. But the secret documents are another story. One interesting sidelight, the movie JFK was partially based on Jim Garrison's investigation in New Orleans. Well, House investigators uncovered evidence that the CIA planted nine agents inside the Garrison investigation to feed him false information and to report back to Langley on what Garrison was finding out.
3: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is episode number one, three, five of the Lone Gummon podcast, and I'm your host Rob Clark. And today, the author of Two Princes and a King and proprietor of the Neapolis Media Group, Mr. Carmine Salvastano, joins the show. How you doing, Carmine?
0: I'm good. How are you doing, Rob?
3: Doing good, buddy. Been a couple weeks off, you know, just uh, chilling, enjoying the holidays, and working my ass off. How was your holidays?
0: Uh, hectic, but you know, pretty good. Yeah, That's I think good. everyone's usually pretty busy over the holidays, you know, and that and people getting sick. What are you gonna do?
3: Oh, I know. I don't know how it is up there, but the weather down here is crazy, man. Yeah. It was at the teen, like in the teens at the beginning of the week, and it was like 50 and 60 on Wednesday and Thursday, and now it's back down, back down in the 30s. Yeah,
0: we saw it get to a balmy 40 up here for a little oh, while I love it, man. <laughs> before it got back down to the single digits where it's supposed to be.
3: Forty up in the mitten. Not bad, not bad. So look, we're gonna be talking about uh, a guy today that, that of course it's of course it's gonna be controversial controversial. I mean, you know, when when you and me get together it always turns controversial. Um because a lot of people in the, in the in the research community, you know, have a fondness for this guy. They like this guy. They believe this guy for some reason, even though he is a uh, not a good person in my opinion. But uh, there's there's always been something about his story that's bothered me, and I'm sure it's bothered you. That's why we're looking into it today. And that man is Antonio Vesiano. and uh, we're going to be diving into his story here today in his ties in Alpha 66. And of course, uh, the investigation, uh, the, the House Select Committee did, you know, in Gate and Gaten Fonzie and, and what they found and, and, and what, uh, what the documents tell us. So Carmine, where are you want to start, my friend?
0: Well, I wanted to start somewhere around just basically give everybody a basic idea of some of Mavisiana's claims and what exactly happened. And I do want to agree with you that there are a lot of people who want to believe in him. And I think one of the things that makes him appealing to people is that he does have actual ties to Cuban exile groups. He does have actual ties to, you know, violent revolutionaries. So we can't actually place him in some of the, you know, some of the more elaborate Unfounded myths like you know your JVB or your James file stuff like that doesn't have a bunch of evidence, so it's basically all mythology. And then they try to fill it in with little incidental evidence. With Visiana, you can actually get some substantive evidence that he at least was in the right place at the right time. He at least was, you know, involved with people who could have undertaken a conspiracy. So I think that's what makes him a little bit more believable than the average myth. But the problem is, is when you start to get into the specifics, his tail doesn't really hold up, in my opinion. And we have to realize, too, that Fonzie and the HSCA were working with an incomplete set of evidence, that we have more evidence after the releases of the 90s, and hopefully after some releases happen this year, than they had. And even what they had wasn't complete. Right. You know, just what the agency and the FBI allowed them to get.
3: Yeah. Now for, for folks out there who don't know who we're talking about. Okay. It's Antonio Viciana. He was the leader of Alpha 66, which was a, I guess it was an anti Castro, uh, Cuban revolutionary group. Um, what we call terrorists today, um, (laughs) uh, a little more accurately. And, uh, you know, he had an interesting tale to tell, uh, the HSCA and, uh, you know, of course, when you get shot in the head, uh, it tends to lend a little bit more credence to your story. Um,
0: yeah, the, that, <laughs> that too. I think also, yeah, you know, people sympathize with that. But the point is, is that lots of exiles were killed in all manner of gruesome ways. And it had nothing to do with any connection to the Kennedy assassination. You know, they had tried to attack and kill people, including the leader of Cuba. So that made a lot of other people who were loyal to him upset.
3: <laughs> oh, of course, of course. And you know when he he told the tale of of you know i've talked about it here on this show for many 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 times uh, you know the name bishop comes up over and over and over again in many different places uh whether it's regarding a person uh whether it's regarding uh you know a bishop in a in a in a fake church or you know a colonel or you know uh you know military people uh you know, mystical, maybe mythical CIA character cover names, um, things of this nature. And, you know, what, tell everybody real quick, you know, just what Vessiana had to say about uh, Lee Harvey Oswald.
0: Okay. Well, yeah. Basically, I think the thing that made it, brought it into the modern age, as far as the, you know, the, the conspiracy community goes, is, uh, on November 22nd, 2013, Visiana, who was the former leader of the anti-Castro exile group Alpha 66, he sent a letter that was offered to researchers publicly later, and it sent it to Marie Fonzi, who was the widow of Gayton Fonzi, who was an investigator that supported Visiana's claims. In the letter, he said that uh, he prior saw CIA officer David Atlee Phillips, and he asserted that Phillips used the name Maurice Bishop at a meeting where Lee Harvey Oswald was present for a time as well. So basically now, he says he saw the two of them together in Dallas. And where the story starts to have trouble is he never really gives a specific date. Like he doesn't give a definite day of the week, doesn't give a definite date and doesn't even give a definite month. He said it was near the end fallish of 63. So it could be August, it could be September, it could be October.
3: Yeah. I always I was thought it was late August or early September. Uh,
0: Those are the two most quoted. Yeah. yeah, it varies between some of the accounts.
3: Yep, and, uh, you know, the story is interesting because if it's Trump, uh of course, uh, then we have Lee Harvey Oswald meeting with David Adley Phillips of the CIA, which would be a huge bombshell if true, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think that that, those are the ones we have to be most careful with. Oh, yeah. Something that ties up everything nicely is usually not going to be the answer that we're seeking, and there's got to be a problem with it because rarely in this case does anything get tied up nicely. You know, it's it's spread over a bunch of different, if not only agencies, but over different people's actions that – can morph and transform over time
3: yeah because i mean we also should tell everybody too that uh you know he didn't publicly admit who he thought or who he suspected Maurice bishop or morris bishop or whatever you want to call him was i mean he never really admitted it to fonzie i mean fonzie had his suspicions that that, you know, Viziana vaguely, you know, was like, well, I can not, you know, I'm not going to say yes or no, but maybe, you know, and uh, and I think it was a couple of years ago, like you said, about the letter to uh, Gayton Fonzie's widow, uh, where he finally admitted that, you know, yes, Maurice Bishop was David Atley Phillips. Uh, you know, it wasn't, he didn't, he, had, he, didn't, he didn't actually come out and say that until a couple of years ago, you know, it's just been suspected over the past 40 years or whatever.
0: Yeah. And and I think we should also factor in, too, that at that point, David Atlee Phillips was dead, so he couldn't sue Visiana.
3: That's true, too.
0: And Gaten Fonzi was gone. So he, Visiana, was acting almost as if trying to affirm Fonzi's you know, contentions after his death. So people are going to be sympathetic to that as well. Because a lot of people liked Fonzi, you know, he worked hard for the committee and tried to get all the information he possibly could.
3: Yeah, and his book, you know, the, the last investigation is is one of the best out there. Although there is a lot of reliance on this Vesiana story in that yeah. book, um, yeah. which is of course a problem. Because once again, as you know, people that listen to the show, when you have a great, fantastic story and no evidence to back it up, except just what you're saying there's a problem.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely.
3: As with so many other people.
0: Well, yeah. And I think upon further examination, you know, we can see some of the serious problems that become apparent with the story. Uh, you know, the first one I would say that's worth mentioning, and it'll be and the, f- the first, document that, the first document that I sent. And it's and from, from before, before the House Select Committee really got, committee into, really got into, into the nuts and bolts of Viciano's story Sianna and trying to corroborate, to corroborate it. And this was during and the Schweiker, uh, Senator Richard uh, Schweiker, uh, uh, who uh, was on the Schweiker Committee, who was investigating some of these things, sent a document reviewing the matter to House Select Committee uh, on Assassinations, Counsel Richard Sprague. And in the document, the senator says, now this is Visiana, this would be one of his earliest versions of what he, I mean, you know, he, he made the, the the assertions earlier, but this would be down in the official record what he is basically claiming to Senator Schweiker. So he's basically passing this on to the HSCA before Fonzie got involved. So what he says is in 1961, Visiana worked as a CPA certified public accountant in Havana, a Havana bank owned by Julio Lobo. That year, he was contacted by an American who identified himself as Bishop. His first name is uncertain. Maybe Morris, John, or Jim.
3: Now, that narrows it down a little bit. Morris, John, or Jim?
0: Yeah, those are, so are vastly different names.
3: Yeah. And
0: where did I get Maurice from? Well, I think Maurice might be a permutation of Morris. Yeah. Which is just another change. Yeah. You know, yeah. If, you can't, if you can't, first of all, you need to have one name. <laughs> one name consistently through all the versions of the story. And we don't have that. We have in the earliest versions three versions of the name and none of them are the current version of the name, which is Maurice. Which I could understand if someone you know, I I've had it said to me that well it's possible that, you know, because of Sana's accent, someone might have misunderstood Morris to be Maurice or someone might have thought Maurice was Morris, and that's fine, but what about John or Jim?
3: Yeah, that's a that's a lot different there. For sure. Um Yeah. Like I said, there's so many bishops att- attached to this case, it gets confusing. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. You know, because you got, what, Colonel William Bishop, uh, who some suspect have ties to the assassination, and, you know, you got David Ferry and all these cats down there in New Orleans with... Being bishops, this and, and bishop that, and you know, yeah, and yeah. I think
0: it become, become amalgamated yeah. over time sometimes. Yeah, uh, and then, and then and we actually, we're and going to go, over go through some of some, some, some of them, some, some of the other documents, documents. But but I found, I found through, uh, through uh, some of the some investigations agency the CIA internally, and internally and almost fifteen, 15 different, different bishops. bishops. Now there were, <laughs> there were people, <laughs> people <at> the last <laughs> bishop, people, but they never found the Morley's bishop with the physical description
3: given to them by the CIA. Yeah, which they made a sketch from, and you know it does, it does kind of look like David Atlee Phillips, but it also really yeah, looks like Fred Lee Christmas if you if you put him side by side.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah you can definitely yeah. get other people to be that person as well. So I think yeah, yeah that, was, that was an unfortunate thing that the committee relied upon that wasn't really solid.
3: Yeah, and if you go digging back to the you know the Garrison trial and 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 uh, the grand jury testimony of Fred Crisp, and he was like you know he told people, yeah, people like to call me Bishop uh, Bishop this and Bishop that, but you know he was alluding to the fact that that's I think that Thomas Beckham had given him fake fake credentials as a bishop or something of this nature. But anyway, it gets confusing. But you know we're we're going to stick to the realm of David Adley Phillips as this mysterious bishop for what we're really talking about here today.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, well, and I have a surprise as far as uh, people oh, who boy. are waiting for you, for you later. I uh, <laughs> love <of> surprises. <laughs> so I'd say, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, it's a major yeah. issue that yeah. the very name used to describe the unknown person he would state as David Letley Phillips has three distinctly different names, you know, and none of them is the current Maurice Bishop. Now that no, could that have could been, be- a mistranslation or a miscommunication at some point, but Visiana in the official documents stated Morris, M O R R I S, not Maurice. Yeah. In, in, and in earlier news reports, we can see that too. So it wasn't until later interviews the name changes to Maurice Bishop consistently.
3: Uh, let me ask you a question real quick What was David Alley Phillips' official title with the CIA? He was head of what?
0: Um, In 63, I know that he was the head of the uh, Covert Action action. and uh, Foreign Intelligence for the Mexico City Station.
3: Okay. So what the hell would the head of the Foreign Intelligence uh, of the Western Hemisphere be doing?
0: Yeah, in Dallas.
3: (laughs) Talking in, in public in Dallas to the leader of this terrorist organization. I mean, wouldn't – you know, you would think that, you know, somebody else lower down the rung a little bit would, you know, would be uh, handling things yeah, not and you would, Phillips yeah, directly.
0: somebody closer yeah. to – uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: I mean, because people don't understand that even – you know, even though Dallas is, of course, down south and Mexico is right underneath Texas, it's still like three thousand miles to Mexico City from Dallas, mm-hmm. uh, which is a hike. You know, that's like going from D.C. to California uh, or more. So, you know, and the,
0: yeah, and, well, that's a problem the story runs into later on too, is when we start to assess Phillips's record because they kept, they kept track of all of the, and they kept track of the expenditures. So, and, and Visiana at one point claims that he met with Bishop a hundred times. Yet there's no markings of it, and in, in, they didn't purge all of Phillips. You know, they had to keep track of where he was. They had to keep track of what they were paying him. They had to, they had know, to know where he was most of the time. So when you start to look, there's problems there, too. Phillips was elsewhere in places where Visiana said Bishop was. Right. So I'd say that, you know, so we, we've gone over the the names. The next few documents I think highlight some of the other problems as well because the first of these pieces of evidence is Visiana does not claim to have been first approached by bishop in 1961 like he did with the Schweiker Committee, but he claimed to have been approached by in 1960. Hmm. So that's another detail that isn't consistent. I
3: can't imagine that.
0: Well, and Visiana meets up. You know, he's largely the one initiating. The CIA does use him, and they use his, you know, part of his group multiple times, but they never employ him directly as an employee, and they never involve him in any of their assassination plots. What Visiana doesn't understand, you know, later on he claims that, you know, this was part of an assassination plot to kill the president, is they already had ongoing assassination plots trying to take out Castro. They already had people who were trained. Visiana is a banker. You know, he was used for sabotage, for for minor things. They were never going to use Visiana as some commando leader for an intricate assassination or let him be anywhere near people who weren't doing that.
3: Right. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense.
0: So, yeah, so we've got that, um, and this would be the... Uh, Going on to the third document. document. In this this one, one, Visiana says says that Bishop. bishop. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So So in this one, Visiana says that Bishop bishop represents the CIA CIA and private interests that sought him out specifically.
3: Right. Now, I mean, it's understandable that, you know, the CIA would be, or elements of the CIA would be talking to Visiana. Maybe even. Paying him to do things or...
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, and they did, yeah. Eventually, we can yeah. legitimize that at certain times they did use him for sabotage purposes.
3: Exactly. Okay. And, you know, that part, I can see being legitimate. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's just when he tries to in, make himself more important and, you know, central to an assassination. And in this, you know, in in, in his story, the key, basically... To unlocking that connection between Oswald and the CIA, yeah,
3: which is a huge, huge, huge leap. Um, Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, and yeah, and we need to remember too that. that. So, So, you know, in this in this this document, the 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 agency states 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 that December December ninth, nineteen sixty, Luciano himself himself approached the agency station in Havana, Havana. Havana. So, uh, Fernandez, so, uh, Fernandez Yarzabal, another driver, a company planned to kill plan plan Castro. Viziana claimed the that he had a carefully thought out plot to plot wipe out, to wipe out the Prime Minister, Prime Prime Minister his and associates. his top associates. Therefore, Viziana the physically Siana approached, approached the CIA with Yarzabal, um, who actually was a former agency asset. So, Visiana, at the Visiana, meeting, tried to claim, claim that the, the chief of Havana station, that he was, was involved in the same agency activities that his companion, companion was, but an internal check done by, by the CIA station. that it was, was negative, negative support, support association. So, he was already right. trying to connect, himself, trying to connect to himself to the CIA in the CIA first meeting. So.
3: Now, now, let me ask you a question. So, you know, we can't pinpoint the date of this thing, but... Um, was Oswald even in Dallas that early? That's was like
0: well, that's uh, the problem, too. Yeah, You know, we might as well talk about it now. The problem is, I is that Oswald was Lord right. in August. Right. And, yeah, and, I mean. And Phillips was elsewhere as well. We'll get um, into that with the document in August. I mean and I know Dallas that. was that, elsewhere in September, too.
3: Yeah. Yeah, know there's some spots in Oswald's timeline where, you know, he can't be accounted for, but, you know, it's, I mean, I'm sure David Perry could have hopped in and plane and flew him to Texas real quick, you know, for a meeting. Yeah, yeah and the
0: problem yeah, is, too, problem is he that he left, left from New Orleans, New Orleans to Mexico City, <laughs> so he can't be there in September either. Right. <laughs>
3: <sighs> yeah. So there's yeah. that.
0: Yeah, unless Oswald had a private jet. <laughs> that made well, he had of
3: a time. private pilot, you know. I mean, <laughs> according to uh, Judith Baker.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I think that, yeah, those are two, the timing is definitely a problem with the story. story. Uh, because he, it was left so general. And unfortunately, he picked a general area where it's hard for any of those people to be where he
3: said they were. Didn't, didn't she wrap this story into her little book as well? Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. That that she legitimized this whole meeting with uh, with Phillips in her book.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah.
3: <sighs> exactly. It's exactly. always
0: that's always I a always good, good. test. Judith Baker saying it's true. It's probably not. <laughs>
3: <laughs> right, and then I'm sure even if there was a remote possibility that Phillips was meeting with with Oswald, that there's no way in hell that he would have told Oswald his name. His real name? Yeah. Um, I mean that's just ridiculous, dude. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So,
0: so, <laughs> so yeah. So, so apparently, apparently uh, the the, the, the Viziana Viziana told the CIA, the CIA people he was meeting with that his plot required official documents to secure the escape of four snipers and their family from Cuba. Cuba, and the agency representative gave Visiana no in quotes no, no encouragement whatsoever. Visiana had also prior approached another official who states he offered a similar wild-eyed proposal. So, I think it's unlikely the CIA would utilize a bank manager for clandestine operations.
3: <laughs> Probably so.
0: Yeah, and yeah. they didn't seem to really take him that seriously in the first meeting, at least.
3: Right. Doesn't sound like it. Yeah,
0: so, so uh, next document. Next document. Uh, this is a second meeting, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, it, this is in 1961, and it's a memo on Alpha 66 and Visiana's activities. So in 61, despite the assurances of some agency officers to to investigators, um, Antonio Visiana, because the agency said that they only had the three meetings with Visiana, which isn't true. They yeah,
3: had they those had
0: three those meetings, meetings that Visiana tried to, to approach that but, but they also, they also had, had off-the-books meetings where they used him a few, few times before and, before and after the assassination. assassination. But, but during, during the assassination, we'll come to learn that Alpha 66 6, and Visiana were in a position that had, had, an inter- had anything to do with the agency. So, so in 61, they said that they, so the CIA never told the agency investigators that they met with him. But Antonio Visiana did have a working relationship with the CIA at that time but not the one he claimed later. Uh, On October 7, 1961, Visiana entered the U.S. at Key West and received $100 monthly in refugee assistance. By December 29, the CIA's Miami station, Jam Wave, had asked for provisional operational approval for Visiana. His assignment did not include Alpha 66, nor had anything to do with the agency Castro, Castro plots. plots. Instead, the, the evidence supports, supports that Luciana was Cianna one of multiple people Cianna assigned to Cianna aid Cianna the, the Movimiento Revolucionario the, the MRP, another, another anti-Castro, anti-Castro group supported by the, support the CIA, CIA that he that used to represent right. in Havana. So this Something demonstrates an additional connection to the CIA claimed by Luciana that was off the books, but it doesn't connect him to any agency Castro plot, and it doesn't support any of his assertions Assertion regarding for Bishop.
3: Hmm. Yeah.
0: So I think that's believable. You know, it's believable that he had connections with them, and he did have off-the-books connections with them that they didn't admit to investigators, but not the ones he's claiming. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. And so one. Exactly. Which is the problem. Yeah. So, um, additionally, in July of 62... At an Alpha 66 meeting in Puerto Rico, Visiana demanded funds from potential sponsors and offered threats to those who would fund Alpha 66 operations.
3: <laughs> oh, terrorist threats. Imagine yeah, that.
0: He, he stated at the meeting that they undertake an action program outside of U.S. control. In this connection, in this connection the group was, in was connected to a person named Joe but the group was not going to confide in CIA and were taking precaution of avoiding CIA, CIA penetration. penetration. <laughs> so, first of all, this report's existence offers the futility of Alpha 66 attempts to prevent the agency monitoring activities. You know, they still had someone there that was informing for them against them. So... In November of 62, after that episode, the agency received a report that Alpha 66 officer Dr. Ramon Perez Dapple and Dr. Jose Luis Gonzalez, the man he assisted, were both Castro Cuban infiltrators who allegedly served Cuban intelligence. Rob? Rob? I'm here, sir. Okay. Okay. Sorry, Sorry, just checking. (laughs) So, so, I was muted, sorry. Oh, that's fine. So, Visiana's threats and his attempts to shut out agency surveillance and his group's alleged penetration by Cuban intelligence, I think, rendered it unusable for covert operations. You know, the agency knew he had Castro penetrators possibly in his group. They weren't going to use his group and they weren't going to use him during that time while he, he might have been giving information back to Castro.
3: Yeah, well, plus his group seemed a little a little on the extreme side for, you know, that they couldn't fully trust him.
0: Yeah, and they were actively trying to deceive the agency. So there's a lot of reasons I think that would show that he, in, in 62, he his group was in no position to have been used, and he, he was in no position, position to have trust trusted.
3: Right, and it wasn't like he was the only show in town. There were other options. So. Oh, yeah. oh yeah.
0: They, yeah. And as yeah. we know, they used know a they bunch, bunch of them. them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah. That's, so that's, that's, uh, that, that was the, the that fourth was the document. Fourth so on the next document, uh, Visiana, he had prior contacted the agency again in 62 and requested a meeting. This time he again solicited the CIA for funds and wanted some hand grenades. That was one of the specifics. Uh, he also claimed his group was independent and that in no circumstance would the agency ever be identified with its activities, which is interesting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's seemingly an empty promise because <laughs> Ziana would later often violate. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> but,
0: yeah, however, no evidence supports the accusation regarding no, the assessment. so. There's no substantial evidence that the CIA used Visiana for the Castro plots, primarily because they're already ongoing and unknown to him. And this, I think, would infer that the agency had no need to use Visiana because it was engaged in multiple plots with dozens of more experienced and trained forces. You know, Visiana didn't have this ready-made band of assassins to go when the CIA needed them, so why would they use him? Right. So, officials noted in this uh, memo that Visiana jealously guarded Alpha 66's finances. So, that moves us on to the fifth document. Oh, that was the fifth document. This moves us on to the sixth document. And despite Visiana's confidence and his seeming control over Alpha 66, a few months after his last requested meeting with the agency, the group captured. Visiana had secretly brought Eloy Gutierrez Minoyo, into the group's affairs. Minoyo was a freedom fighter prior allied with the Castro, Castro rebels. rebels, and it was Minoyo's forces that arrived in Havana preceding Fidel Castro's army. Uh, Minoyo's group was joined with Castro's, and Minoyo was not given a position in the new Castro government, and he opposed the communist uh, influences within the Castro government, so he became a revolutionary against it. So, Minoyo and a dozen other men escaped from Cuba to Miami, and they later and he later stated during an interview with the New York Times that Manoyo settled in Miami and created an organization to overthrow Mr. Castro naming it Alpha 66
3: <laughs> so he pretty much stole the name
0: he tried to steal Viciana's group from him in history and this is still online you can see this report so if someone doesn't know beyond this report they might think that Manoyo started Alpha 66
3: right that's too funny
0: yeah. So, he, you know, he claimed that he, not Antonio Viziana, created it, and primary documents do not agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The evidence supports that Antonio Viziana created and led Alpha 66. And so Viziana tried to say that it was Bishop who told him to create Alpha 66. Of course. But there's no evidence of that. So, yeah. So, Manoyo actually was a seeming paramilitary leader for Alpha 66. He actually had the army credentials that Visiana did not. And he didn't, didn't lead, lead Alpha, 66, Alpha 66, but he led the second front of Escambray, like a different group. So obviously gotcha. joined he's, he's, some of his, his, followers his followers in the Visianas, and Manoyo soon led a group of men into the Cuban Mountains attempting to form a resistance against Castro after this joining. And he was captured and served over two decades in in Cuban prison. prison. He eventually was released and became an advocate Mm -hmm. for diplomacy in Cuba Cuba and died died in 2012.
3: 2012.
0: But yeah, that's just an interesting term in the story that that I I had heard before. before. Right. Right. That there was a second that that eventually attempted to to take the credit of the group away from from, uh, Visiana for himself. himself. So. Uh, this uh, goes on to uh, the, next, the next document. Uh, in 1962, Minoyo had allied his group of Vicianos, and they subsequently, they subsequently abandoned most of the original Alpha 66 group, the group that everybody talks about being subliminalist. They broke with them when the membership revolted against, against this alliance, Minoyo and Vicianos in 1962. And the, the revolt stemmed from Manoyo diverting funds and Manifest fund 66 equipment F-66 to, to launch raids launch against the Castro government in the name of the Second, second front, front of the National, of the SFNE, his uh, group, of, uh, second, second, uh, second Front of the uh, best 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 break. Break. So, so, a month before the split was reported to the CIA, CIA Manoyo led like paramil- paramilitary, paramilitary operation that cost the both of their attack boats, leaving the groups without means to continue their raids against Cuba.
3: What a shame.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, I mean, so they just lost both of their attack boats.
3: Was one named the Barbecue and one named
0: <laughs> uh, no, I, don't, I don't think so. Uh, okay. <laughs> but both of their names were Glug, Glug, Glug.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: my, my <wife. laughs>
3: so, a couple uh, car heads, uh, you know, mounted on some of tubes. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, so, you know, the, the, their vehicles were gone. Minoyo was captured. His forces were taken down. Most of the original members were mad at Visiana for having broke with them. So, so you know, you know Visiana uh, uh, didn't have uh, a group really to use, to use in Alpha, in Alpha 66. 66. You know, you know, it, effectively, yeah. it didn't exist in its original form anymore. So, so why would this? Why the agency use do him at his weakest point when he was having his most trouble?
3: Right. I mean, they could have... They could have helped him out with some things, but obviously they did not.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so then I, I'm going to uh, jump to some of uh, this is going to jump a little bit ahead, but just to give you. Uh, some of the, the updates that the agency was monitoring about Visiana. So the next official document states they have they basically had a chronology of some of his uh, his various actions. Further on Alpha 66, after a New York uh, meeting, uh, meeting last night, last Visiana, night Visiana and Manoia walked out on the original group after the split in the organization and retired to Puerto Rico with the corporate name and what money Alpha 66 had in the bank. They are now trying to raise more money. Us. they have no boats or equipment to carry out further raids at this time and no great support for their efforts. The rebel faction of Alpha 66 who opposed Minoyo have formed a new group named Commando L-66 and have – you might know that name, Rob. <laughs> the Commando yeah. L group and have attracted most of Alpha 66's former and original members, including their ex-military people and accountants. The Commando L people have some money and are more successful in raising additional funds than the Alpha 66 group. So, fairly clear that if they were going to use anybody, they'd use the rebels of Alpha 66, the original group, which basically consisted of leaders and a few followers and the money and the name.
3: Right, now, it, is this part of, was Felix Rodriguez part of this?
0: Uh I don't uh, I know don't if know. I don't know I don't think he was in Elvis. Uh, I, well I shouldn't say that. I should say I I, I don't know if he was involved in the, these this direct meeting where this happened. But but I, I can look I into it more. I mean if, if Rodriguez was involved, I think at this point I, I don't think that he had any he wasn't really mentioned in any of the uh in any of the documents, so I, I don't think that he was directly involved.
3: Gotcha, gotcha.
0: But I would think he went with... They said the military members went with the new people.
3: Yeah.
0: And he would have went with the rebels since he was military trained.
3: Right.
0: Or they would have mentioned him if he left with Minoyo and uh, the Siana. Right. So, yeah, I, I I think that that pretty much just, you know, I don't, didn't mean to belabor the point so much, but just to show everybody exactly what the agency thought of them at that time. Mm-hmm. So... It's, it's unlikely they'd fund an ADA group that was so fractured and beyond the meetings requested by Visiana and his prior services as a saboteur, they had no reason to associate with him in 1963. They did have reason to associate with him before when his group was functioning and when he seemed to be re- legitimate and reliable. And later on, when they got more desperate after so many failed attempts against Castro, to to <laughs> that makes but sense. But there just isn't a legitimate reason for him and the agency to be in contact in 1963. So, Alpha 66 and most of its members are gone at the end of 62. It was a shadow of its former self, and this too begs the question, why waste the resources on a failed group that had imploded? So, the only thing of value Minoyo, and the document concludes, the only thing of value Minoyo was able to take to Alpha 66 was an undetermined amount of ammunition and arms, but no boats, men, or new money.
3: (laughs) Shit, I don't look.
0: Basically. Yep.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean and that paints that paints a really, really good picture, like you said, of what the agency thought about Alpha Sixty Six and Vestiana as a whole, um, and where he stood with them. And it it doesn't lend too much credence to his later stories. So
0: Yeah. No, I agree. I, I just think, you know, most of the The evidence that we have available to us doesn't support the version he was giving people, and he wasn't as important as he tried to claim in the time period he's trying to say this happened.
3: Right. And people got to remember what kind of dude the Vessiana was. I mean, he basically, you know, he was a terrorist, a murderer, (laughs) Um, you know, and, but people like Judith Baker just lapped this stuff up, you know, like. You know, like it's gospel just because he's saying it. Exactly.
0: exactly. And that's why we, why can't, we can't, it doesn't matter who the eyewitness is unless other evidence corroborates it. It's not true. You know, it's their contention.
3: Well, Judith corroborates it. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> People without evidence.
3: Yeah, <laughs> dang it. Okay.
0: So, uh, another thing <laughs> the, 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 the 80 document, the next one, I think that is. You know, unknown you to Visiana, that the CIA it was unknown to Visiana that the CIA the had received a cable in August 12, 12 fifty nine, from Havana Station to the director in Washington. Washington. And press reports stated that two men who seemingly were aiding opposition forces in Havana were actually Castro agents who penetrated the opposition movement. The result, according to the cable, was island-wide entrapment of opposition elements. Although situations were so uncertain and difficult to ascertain to any extent. If any, the compromise of station assets, station employing, all, all security precautions, precautions. and now the two men who were, were captured penetration agents to the agency 1959 in 1959 were Major, Major William Alexander Morgan and Eloy Gutierrez Minoyo. So it's possible that Minoyo intentionally destroyed Alpha 66's chances for continuing sabotage on it.
3: That's quite possible.
0: You know, what might have been the plan all along was to break yep. the group up and then isolate Visiana.
3: Yeah, I'm blaming him for shit because, um, you know, you remember uh, uh, like, Operation Northwoods, they had, had to blame that on somebody, uh, you know. They needed their pages too, just in, in case, you know, certain contingency plans. Yep. He'd been the perfect one to pin on.
0: Exactly. He, You know, he tried to attract attention to himself. He's always trying to raise money. So to neutralize him, you have somebody infiltrate his group. And the agency knew that's the really messed up part. Is that the agency didn't even tip off to Visiana that Minoyo was feasibly a Castro agent.
3: Exactly. Yeah. That that shows you right there how much they thought about him. Yeah. So and what his value was to them.
0: Well, yeah, and it would keep them away so long as until Minoyo was captured captured, we should say, by Castro and held for that long. Um,
3: I'm surprised he didn't kill him.
0: <laughs> exactly, which is strange. Yeah, you know, he was a real threat.
3: Well, that tells you he, right there too. You know, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, you can say he was in prison for 20 years down there, but was he? I mean,
0: well, and then he was then he was released, and he came back here and started talking about how we needed to make a deal with Castro.
3: Right, not the kind of talk you would think you would hear from somebody who spent twenty years in a Cuban prison.
0: Yeah, uh, I, yeah, yeah that, that's up to everybody's judgment for themselves I just think it's
3: interesting. Yeah, uh, me too.
0: <laughs> that's the, that's the real interesting thing I think in this story. Yeah, is a very interesting character. So, so, um, yeah. So I don't think they would. That just is just another reason why they wouldn't associate with Alpha Sixty Six with Minoya anywhere near it. And then uh, the next document we look at, it's a CIA chronology on Visiana-related documents, and it ceases in December of 62 and does not resume until May of 66. So I think that also infers that there was no hardcore monitoring of him or Alpha 66 until they actually started to be more of a cohesive group, have funds, you know, weapons, vehicles, and were actually of use to the agency again.
1: Well, come
3: on, Carmine, if they were talking, to, if, you know, Phillips was talking to Vesiana and Oswald, and, there'd be records of all this stuff, right?
0: Well, you would think, yeah, wouldn't
3: there be? <laughs> <laughs> they, they would have destroyed them all. They would have destroyed exactly. them all, yeah.
0: Well, uh, yeah, that, that would be the contention, of course, if they, but if they would have destroyed them all, don't you think they would have also destroyed the ones that showed that they lied to the House Select Committee? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: Well, maybe we'll finally get them all this year, Carmine. We'll, we'll, maybe the truth will finally come out.
0: That's what they're doing. They're waiting. They, they want. They want everybody to compile all of the incriminating documents so they can go through and destroy yeah. the original. They're waiting for Vinciana to die. I mean, come yeah, on. exactly. So, yeah, just another problem. <sighs> so, yeah. So there's that. There's the whole in the agency's actual records of him when they're trying to put a chronology. They usually try to do a good job of putting everything together, as we'll see. They try to get every little nook and cranny they can into their records. And there, there's a real no good explanation why it just jumps unless they just didn't associate during that time. Beyond all the other factors that we've discussed. so yeah. So, yeah. So what happened was is as the Bishop story starts to get rolling with investigators – you know, people start to be asked by investigators and also by uh, S.D. Breckenridge, who was the CIA's inspector general at the time. Actually, I think he was deputy inspector general when he started, and then he eventually became inspector general. So three CIA, three CIA employees in the next document do recall knowing a person named Bishop. And one of these people, this includes Director of Intelligence John McCone, the leader of the CIA, Balmese Hildalgo, who is a CIA officer, and an interesting one that I found out I didn't hear often mentioned in the story was uh DRE case officer, Ross
3: who okay. Jefferson
0: Morley wrote a lot about
3: it. Right
0: now. crozier uh, I found was using a pseudonym Ron Cross. I found a version of the document as it was in transition between original and being, uh, you know, censored in certain parts and, What I found was it was – because it was sent between offices, it had the names still open in certain parts of it. So it said – it has like Ross Crozier crossed out with Ron Cross written above it. Gotcha. So we can actually affirm that that's who it was. So while McCone and Hidalgo stated that Phillips was not the bishop that they knew – that they knew another person named Bishop, which is highly possible because of all the other people named Bishop that we're going to go over. Yeah. Crozier stated while he was serving at the Miami Jam Wave Station that he often associated with Phillips, Phillips' direct assistant, William Kent. Now, Crozier attributes Howard's Hunt use of the name Knight as an association with Phillips' possible use of Bishop. So Crozier thought, for whatever, for whatever reason that Bishop was one of the many names used by Phillips. Now, Phillips and Kent were in regular contact by phone, and Phillips would visit him in Miami as well. However, when Kent was interviewed, he did not ever recall the name of the use knight or bishop, and he did not support that he ever heard nor said the name Maurice Bishop of James. So we've got some conflicting stories from even agency internal personnel, But I don't think any of them, you know, substantiates Vecina's claims. just part of the investigation that they found this. that, <clears throat> pardon me, they found, uh, you know, uh, John McCone thought that he knew a bishop, and then later on he retracted, because it probably turned out to be one of the other bishops. And Hidalgo said it never was Phillips. Okay. And then Crozier says that, he thought it was Phillips because he associated the name Bishop, but he cites the name Knight, which was actually something that E. Howard Hunt did use. He used the the uh, pseudonym Knight. So maybe that's where the confusion came from. It's, you know, not yeah. a very, it's it's a fairly convoluted story, but in there, there is no primary evidence that supports the Visiana. You know, it just supports that one person thinks that they're might have been a chess piece somebody used to represent themselves and made the association with Phillips because he was in contact with his assistants.
3: Oh, yep, I'm here. Sorry. I, I was muted again.
0: Oh, that's fine. I'm just glad we can edit. Yes. <laughs> Don't worry. You're
3: like, huh? <laughs> what did you say? Just... <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Huh? <laughs> Let me mark this. 47 minutes, five seconds in. Okay. All right, we're good. Yeah,
0: yeah but yeah, so it's. Inter- I think it's interesting. You know, it's. it definitely adds to more, making the story more convoluted as these versions come out.
3: Of course. Yeah, that's, like I said before, you know, when we start talking about bishops, here we go. Yeah,
0: everybody knows at least some version of a bishop, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> so, So, yeah, we move on from that to... What you know, I mean, you, know, you I and mean, I have discussed a couple of a couple times of time. is that beyond, beyond the claims of Antonio Viciana, and this would uh, be the uh, uh, the tenth document or the uh, eleventh uh, document, uh, there's, no, there's substantial no substantial evidence, evidence to, support to support his allegation that Dave, that David Atley Phillips was bishop. You know, among the problems with his bishop allegation is that Viciana has no exact date for the meeting. Yep. The month, the month of the meeting has changed over time. Yep. Nisian has yeah, offered both August, August and, September and September different versions. You um, know, in this uh, uh, document, you can see one of those versions of '63 in different, different accounts. And, and the problem the is, is Oswald is still in New Orleans during August, August, during August and David exactly. Phillips, Phillips, Phillips was serving in the ICA's Mexico City station in August, in August. <laughs> <Yeah>. and not <laughs> and in, not in during Dallas during September of '63. Yes, when yes Oswald was likely on his way to Mexico City. <laughs>
3: So there's no proof, no travel vouchers or anything for Phillips? No. no. Of him going to Dallas from Mexico. Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. And uh, Well, oh, he's, he's not supposed, supposed cool. to be. He's, he has an office in Mexico City Station where he's supposed to be running. I mean, it's not just Mexico City he was running. He was the foreign counterintelligence for that whole, for the station's foreign counterintelligence for the whole area. So basically all of Mexico, all the stuff that has to do with Cuba and Puerto Rico and Haiti, and he's associated with Jam Wave, too. I'm thinking that would have kept him fairly busy.
3: <laughs> Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, he might have had to travel back to the States at some point, you know, for, for work or yeah,
0: it, for it, meetings it, it went or, to Washington. They would yeah. have him going to Washington too.
3: Yeah. But I mean, he would have had to stop probably somewhere like Dallas, um, you know, to catch another flight. Mm-hmm. 'Cause we know back then that you know there was no plane that could travel that far, yeah. you know, from DC to Mexico City or even run to Mexico City, like some people want to uh, assert. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I'll leave that alone for now.
0: So yeah, yeah. yeah. And then that's, that's ultimately nice. another that's issue we come into, that's is that there, was there was are no travel vouchers. There's, There's no and Visiana tries to claim uh at the very end of our uh our conversation, uh, you know, I mean, I already sent it to you, but I can give them the link to the forty plus more sources that they can consult on their own too. The listener can, you know, check out all the evidence that I found, and that's a problem. Is that Visiana tried to claim that he met with Bishop over a hundred times, and he couldn't have, not if it's Phillips, because Phillips was elsewhere. He was busy in Mexico City Station. He was in the Dominican Republic. He was all over, but he wasn't in Dallas in '63.
3: Right, that can be established. Yeah. Okay.
0: And and Viziana can't establish it is the problem too. He's never given. There is no tangible evidence beyond what he claims.
3: And what the hell was he doing in Dallas?
0: In 19... the, Yeah, that is another question. You know, why would you go to Dallas when you've been operating usually in you know lower parts of the Western Hemisphere?
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, because right. it was easy, that's why, because it makes for a good story.
3: Right, that, that's where Bishop wanted to meet, I guess.
0: <laughs> the, the most obvious place where the crime was going to. I never get that either, when people try to set stuff like secret meetings near the
3: crime scene. <laughs> yeah, especially in public, uh, you know, in a hotel or whatever, wherever it was. And...
0: <sighs> yeah, so... Both men could not have been where Viziana claims when Viziana claims, despite which version you believe. Right. Whether it was September or August. Now, And I even found a few things that show that he was in Mexico City in October, too. In November.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember, Carmine, and I don't... It just popped in my mind. I I want to say there was somebody else that corroborated that this this so-called meeting, and I can't remember who it was, whether it was... Uh, Ron Lewis and his book Flashback or not? I, I, I'm going to have to go back and look.
0: That would be pretty interesting considering Viziana said there was only him, Phillips, and Oswald.
3: Right. I don't I, I have to go back and look. I've really something. There's something somewhere in my brain throwing up a smoke signal somewhere. <laughs> I'll have to go back well, and look. I, I, think,
0: I, think, well, I was going to say, I, I think now we might come to perhaps the most important problem with Viziana's story, and, and that's that David Atlee Phillips was not the only person he accused of being Maurice Bishop. Bishop. On the 12th document, <laughs> uh, Antonio Visiana confirmed to investigators that David Atlee Phillips was not Maurice Bishop after meeting him in person and later in testimony as well. Visiana then accused the CIA's Dallas Domestic Contact Division officer, James Walton Moore, of being the elusive
3: Maurice Bishop. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The next document states, for the past several weeks, a story has been making the rounds in Dallas and it's been reported in the press that one Maurice Bishop met with Lee Harvey Oswald and an unidentified Cuban in the Dallas DCD office one month or so before President John F. Kennedy's assassination. This story alleges that Morris Bishop is really J. Walton Moore of the D.C.D. office, who the alias and who uh, used this alias and offered Oswald money to assassinate President Kennedy. And Tony Villiciana has testified recently before a House committee, presumably the House Select Committee on Assassinations, on the alleged Morris Bishop involvement in the Kennedy assassination. According to Jack Anderson's column, Visciano is stated to be the unidentified Cuban present at the alleged meeting with Oswald and Bishop in Dallas of 1963. Oh, well, Jack Anderson
3: said it. I mean, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: I love how the
3: same shit keeps popping up and up again. Okay.
0: Yeah, exactly. So this is a huge problem. This, in my opinion, sinks this whole story. Yep. As soon as you stop accusing consistently one person and then begin to accuse somebody else, who, if you look at it, the picture, uh, I have pictures of him on TPOC, of J. Walton Moore. Um, if you go to the primary evidence collections at uh J. Walton Moore, and he does kind of look like the drawing, too.
3: Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people do. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah,
0: it's very general.
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean it's it's distinctive in a way but it could be any slender older man you know yeah, it's a
0: slender older CIA guy it's not it's bald old. so yeah so this i think is probably the straw that breaks the camel's back as far as the story goes so this causes, causes various reporters as a result of these you know these new claims about Moore instead of Phillips uh, that included uh, one document that uh, talks about Bill O'Reilly. Tucker Pursue obtaining photographs and interviews with J. Walton Moore.
3: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, because he thought that that was the new scoop. And yeah, in the, in the I extent, remember he was
3: chasing yeah, Messina mm-hmm. right before he got shot in the head. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, right. So this,
0: I'm sorry, what were you saying? Uh, it might have been after,
3: right after Vesciano had been shot in the head. I think he was chasing when Vesciano was in a white VW Beetle. <laughs> yeah, he was
0: trying to get in the car with a microphone. Yeah.
3: Back yeah. uh, right before he sold his soul to Rupert Murdoch. <laughs> yep.
0: So, so this, this, I think, I think proves Vesciano drastically altered his story. You know, he himself discounts Phillips in the legal record in his testimony. He says it wasn't Phillips, that was Bishop. And he needed somebody else to be Bishop, apparently. Uh, Phillips also testified that he never used the name Bishop. Bistiana and the press then pursue more, and that chase offers no suspect of nefarious reputation, so in time, what's he do? He reverses back to Phillips.
3: <laughs> of course. How convenient.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> some of the other notable issues, uh, this will be in the, the uh, 13th document. Um, a few of the other uh, notable issues, I'd say, are uh, the amount of time Visiana claims, you know, that I brought up earlier, that Visiana claims of my bishop over 100 times. And the problem is based on some of the documents we've discussed and in some that are going to be essays that's going to be linked to this, is that there's no extensive amount of documents that support him. In the ones that have been thus far reviewed, J. Walton Moore is located in Dallas consistently, except for a year of service at CIA headquarters. So if Moore was Bishop, he had to make all those meetings that Phillips couldn't make, and he can't because he's either in Washington or Dallas all the time.
3: Yeah. Yep, or meeting with the man shield. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Which yeah, which is a lot more likely. When I when I first came into this, I was like, wow, more is a possibility. Moore could actually be, but then I saw all the problems with that.
3: Yeah, got line the timelines up.
0: Yeah. So now we have you know, so more can't be in the foreign locations of Visiana alleged. Phillips can't be in the foreign locations of Visiana alleged. And while Moore is in Dallas during sixty three he was not Visiana, which, which would actually support, if he would have consistently went with Moore, that would actually support Visiana's timeline, but he wasn't his first choice. And now Visiana has reversed back from Moore to the more well-known David Atley Phillips.
3: Well, not back to David Atley Phillips, but just at the time, so many different, it wasn't uh, J. Walton Moore. Yeah. Yeah. Because they didn't say publicly it was Bishop until a couple of years ago.
0: Oh, oh, yeah, no, no. I know publicly he didn't say that it, that it was Bishop. but right. In the questioning during the House Select Committee, he said it wasn't Phillips. Right. So that's what I mean. It would like you know he that was kicked around that it could be Phillips. So he went to go investigate to see if it was, and then he said it wasn't him, and then he said it was J. Walton Moore, and then he said it wasn't J. Walton Moore. It was Phillips again. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I suppose yeah, you're, you're right. The first time he confirmed it utterly was until 2013. He alluded to it back before. Right, and then, then you, know, you know once, once that, that didn't, didn't work, work, you went, went more, and then that didn't work. So, right, yeah, th- there's, there's problems. problems. <laughs> <laughs> Some serious problems.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so another problem is is that Visiana claims Bishop paid him two hundred and fifty three thousand dollars. As remember this is a guy they gave a hundred dollars a month to for refugee <laughs> 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 right okay, okay. So <laughs> saying that they gave him a quarter over a quarter of a million dollars for his past services now these supposed services being multiple failed plots great, <laughs> right. destroying the original office sixty six by nineteen sixty two and the, some of the later sabotage services he offered in the late 60s. Now, in my opinion, this, how, this amount is highly questionable. It exceeds what some entire exile groups received yearly for successful operations. It's very improbable that the agency would pay someone of peripheral use in minor operations so much. And there, of course, is no proof. Such a payment occurred based on the select committee investigators. You know, I mean, that was more money than they offered the mafia chiefs to kill Castro. Well,
3: yeah. That's a lot of money.
0: That's a lot of money.
3: <laughs> yeah. That's more than whoever killed Kennedy probably got.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that is a, that's a serious amount of money, and I can't imagine that they would, you know, the agency couldn't afford to do that especially for somebody who had such questionable ties and members like Minoyo of his organization.
3: Well, I mean, they kind of, they were using black budget type stuff, but. Yeah. You know, they would have to sell a lot of drugs. <laughs> nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that would have taken, I'm just thinking at the time, I mean, I'm sure their budget was huge, but they've got dozens of other Castro plots going on. I mean, I should say they had all the Castro plots going on, and then they have dozens of other groups they're funding. So. What would constitute him so worthy to receive so much money? Yeah, when I mean, we all we see is failures and minor use.
3: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you don't see yeah you don't see guys like Frank Sturgis even getting that much money, and look what he did. I mean,
0: yeah, yeah, and he was basically a murderer on hire to some of the Castro groups and you know agency allied uh, military fringe.
3: Yeah, I mean did. <laughs> Did he take out Chaguar?
0: Or no? Supposedly that was uh, the guy you mentioned earlier. I can't remember. Uh,
3: oh, Felix Rodriguez.
0: Yeah, Rodriguez supposedly has okay. his, uh, has Guevara's uh, Rolex.
3: Yeah, I just remember somebody said they chopped his head or chopped his head off and kicked it like a soccer ball. <laughs> I thought I that know. was Sturgis. Okay. I don't know.
0: No, I, w- I, I could be wrong. wrong. Yeah. Well, it was oh, something I saw because I really, for a long time, I mean, I understood that he was a. A mercenary, but he made so many ridiculous claims that I've kind of set Sergius off to the side, but he still was a killer. I mean, he went down there and helped execute, you know, pastoral oh, wow. people. In their, in his,
3: um, he was a legitimate badass. I mean, yeah, there, yeah. there, there,
0: there were, there were some, some truth. Unfortunately, when he starts to get, in, you know, like, like Viziana, there's some truth to it. <laughs> right. Once you start really looking at the specifics, there's some problems. <laughs> So, yeah, we've just got to, you know, that that huge amount of money is just another reason why this is improbable, this whole story. The agency wasn't going to make a payout. It would have been easier to kill him. Well, yeah. Or arrest him, you know, or discredit him. Or kill him. <laughs> yeah.
3: Put a bullet in his brain and not worry about paying him.
0: Yeah. So, Unless he had some real
3: dirt on him, I mean, which, which I'm sure he didn't.
0: Yeah. No, he wasn't in any position to. So. No. So, additionally, I think that it's also worth considering that there were over a dozen agency employees and informants that had the surname Bishop, and that's just <laughs> the ones I found. There could have even been more, you know, in other documents and in other collections. So, Agency Inspector General S.D. Breckenridge conducted a full review of the agency files that, and put together a photographic album of every person with the name Bishop that he could locate. One of these persons persons was was named Maurice Bishop. Bishop. However, he was an elderly professor at Cornell University and just a source of foreign intelligence.
3: Right, just an asset. Yeah,
0: yeah. None of importance that would have met with Oswald.
3: Right, now I mean, it could have been somebody using a name that was familiar with them, that was associated with the CIA. I mean, that would be a smart thing to do. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, not use your real name, but, you know. Yeah, yeah
0: use you use something that is easily mistaken <laughs> for somebody else's name. Right. Or, or even if they were an outside party that had knowledge of the CIA's tactics like that, and they were doing it so they could implicate the CIA and They're not implicate themselves. themselves.
3: Yeah, and as we know, you know, common aliases were, were used by various agents, you know, in multiplicity for certain things, so...
0: So we have... Um, so we have that, Bishop. Yeah. We actually had the name, the current name anyway... <laughs> Yes. The real one. Exactly. So, so I'd say, in summary, Viziana has accused multiple people of being Morris, Maurice, Jim, or John. A man he asserted meeting in 1960 or 1961, whom he claimed to have instructed him to form Alpha 66, though none of his friends or associates were ever observed such a person. And due to political misjudgments and failed operations, Viciana's group implodes before nineteen sixty three. The CIA knows of his problems and his desperation to save his group, and does not aid him but observe him. And then Visiana, over a decade later, offers his claims to the Schweiker Committee, and these diverge from the later allegations in the press, and they further evolve during the interviews of the House Select Committee on Assassinations. Finally, Viziano reverses back to his prior claims in a letter that is not subject to legal standards of
3: perjury. Oh. I wonder what his motivation was for all this crap. You know what I mean? Like, well, what he was trying to do. I just don't get it.
0: Well, I think, I, I mean, I, I don't think, I, now, I don't, I, you know, I mean, it probably has developed over time. Now it could be attention. it could be. Wants to name, leave a name for an infamous name for himself, so he's remembered. But at the time, yeah, uh, beyond attention and trying to seek, you know, I mean, funding—that's the only reason. I mean, just to make himself interesting, I guess, so that he could. Maybe he thought that he would keep his, you know, Alpha Sixty Six on people's lips, and that he would get more funding from people if he kept himself in the public eye.
3: Or a possible blackmail—that the CIA would just pay him off to shut his mouth. Or yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah, could be another thing.
3: Because hmm. he probably knew that you know, maybe not everybody would know exactly what everybody was doing in the CIA you know, 15 years ago. Um, exactly,
0: yeah. And I think that a lot of people do depend on that, that have unfortunately come to the modern age where things are a lot more uh, achievable as far as finding that document you're looking for. Right. Yeah, so at the time he was basically counting on the ignorance of the public and that we didn't have access to anything. <laughs> Because, I mean, you we've both seen the Alpha 66 story. I'm sure a lot of the listeners have seen it, too, where people try to say that Alpha 66 is the key to the JFK case. like, you know, some people try to say everything is the key.
3: Exactly. This one just, it's lacking a whole lot of substance. Yeah. But yeah, there's people... Yeah, yeah, I mean, a... there's people desperate enough to, you know, like even Johnny Eugenio has his hat on this guy, you know?
0: Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying that you know I, I I can understand why people want to believe it, but we also have to, if we want to come to that final answer or at least some of the the big answers in the JFK case, we're going to have to set aside the stuff that doesn't have evidence.
3: Yeah, I mean, it, no it
0: how much people like it,
3: it vindicates their so-called you know CIA primacy in the in the case, you know that. Well, they think it vindicates it. It just adds another yeah. element of vindication to their version of events, where the CIA and Alan Dulles and everybody else top down was involved in the in the Kennedy assassination, you know,
0: which is highly improbable, right? You know, I am sorry I'm to say to anybody who believes that it's highly improbable that the CIA is responsible because one, the, all the people that people try to include in these you know large CIA plots, most of them had opposing agendas. They weren't all just, you know, the go-do-it lackey that some people might think that everyone was to Alan Dulles. You know, some people, and Alan Dulles wasn't in charge at the time. So, if anything, if Dulles were involved, it, it would have been an, an extra CIA operation by former CIA members, not necessarily by the current. You know, people under McCone weren't going to just do whatever Dulles said because he was Alan Dulles. Right. Right. You know, they, they might have reported, and that's the problem too, is the, the bigger the plot, the harder it is to get away with it because somebody's going to talk or somebody, as Larry, uh, Larry Hancock's book said someone would have talked. <laughs> uh, and, you know, there was no reason to have any allegiance to these people who were along outside of the CIA or outside of the government at that time. Now, it to me, would be a lot, make a lot more sense that a small group of those sorts of people might get together and do something, but not the whole CIA.
3: Right. Yeah, I mean, just like several other assertions out there, this, you know, it just can't be proven.
0: Yeah, and therefore, you know, it's not worth wasting our time.
3: It must be dismissed.
0: Yeah, you know, it's, he didn't, and that's what the House Select Committee themselves did. You know, when they went over, even with less evidence than we have today, they went over it and they eventually decided that, you know, despite all of the hard work that Fonzie put in, Visiana didn't give him the things he needed to get the work done. He didn't give him a specific time. He didn't give him a specific place. That changed in some of the versions. He give him uh, specific interactions that happened. He tried to save the over 100 hundred hundred meetings. Meeting. He, he tried to save the 250000 I think it was, $53,000 payment. Now, all this stuff, and he couldn't prove any of it.
3: Yeah, and that, that's the problem. You know, it's, and this is not some cursory, you know, yeah, accusation. No, I didn't
0: just, I didn't just I didn't look at a few pieces a piece of, paper, of paper, paper inside this. Inside this. <laughs> All of the evidence we've seen today, it's at least you know another twelve or thirteen references. And then you add that to the final link that's going to be on this, and that's to my essay, and that has fifty-three primary documents to go with on its own.
3: Yeah, I mean and well, you know, his accusation is not to be taken lightly either. It's not like some throwaway comment that really doesn't mean much, you know, because mm-hmm. if you know he's certain that Lee Harvey Oswald had ties to David Alley Phillips and the CIA, which, yeah. if true, that blows the whole case wide open, and there you go. But, yeah, yeah uh, you know, there's one gigantic problem uh, you can't prove it.
0: Yeah. And the things we can prove are against, against You know, what we can show where Phillips was, where Oswald was, that doesn't, that doesn't work. work. You know, you know, we, 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 can, we can show, show that, that he used multiple names, and we can show all of the details that we've already discussed with the, the story evolving and changing, and even different people. He couldn't even pick one person to be bishop.
3: Right, which is another problem. Uh, yeah. That's, that's the... That's the giveaway. I mean, other than the fact that the, the rest of his story is just implausible as hell mm-hmm. and not backed up by anything. But, yeah, you know, when, you, when your story starts changing and you can't settle on one version of events, then chances are you're lying.
0: Yeah. And not to say that there aren't elements. You know, like I, 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 I think, think I, I say in the, uh, in the essay that I don't doubt his hatred for Castro. I don't doubt that he wanted to kill him. I don't doubt that he was in charge of a group at one point. I don't doubt that he associated with the CIA. There's some truth, but the big points, the important points, especially to those of us that are seeking more information and greater clarity in the Kennedy case, are flawed or just outright deception. They're wrong. You know, he can say that it was because of the shot in the head that the evolutions happened at that point and after. But that was already after some evolutions had happened, and somebody else was accused.
3: Exactly. So,
0: you know, it doesn't get any better. No. <laughs> the more evidence you look at, it just seems to get worse. Exactly. <laughs> and you know, I'm I, I'm I will never because I don't think any of us should ever for doing our due diligence and getting the evidence apologize. But I am sorry that people were deceived. I am sorry that the story has existed for so long and been taken up by so many people who are respected, but it's just a story. Yep. And if I, and I'm more than willing, you know, if people want to look at all the evidence, if there's something in there that's contradictory or if they have some sort of evidence that Visiana has decided not to share that they have found, but, but until, until, and I don't even want to say until, <laughs> cause I know it's not going to happen. Yeah. You know? yeah. There's no way he's going to be able to go through and fix all of these problems with, some magical, you know, new evidence.
3: No. Like said, so not unless some smoking gun comes out next October.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah if there's a, <laughs> a photograph that can be legitimized of Phillips and Viziana and Lee Harvey Oswald, you know, toasting yeah. glasses in a restaurant to these reservations, sorry to say, there's something that even puts them in the same country
3: at the yeah. same time. Yeah, and that's, that's the problem. And yeah. I wanted to ask you, too, um, did you get a chance to read Matthew Shively's uh, article on David Allen Phillips?
0: Yeah, yeah, the Melton thing, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I put that up yeah. on EMG, uh, too.
3: Okay, good, yeah. So.
0: Yeah, there's there's some more problems, you know what I mean?
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you can find that over at uh, com. Is it dot is it com? let let's try that again okay.
0: neamg.com
3: neamg.com yeah and I'd encourage everybody to go check it out along with Carmine's essay on what we just talked about here today for sure
0: and that's on tpac.com tpaak.com
3: yes and of course we'll link everything up over at tlgpodcast.com and also links will be there for all the documents that we talked about here today um, did we get them all Carmine?
0: I do, yeah, I do believe that, was, do all believe that was all I'm, of them. And I'm, okay. I'm glad that, I'm glad we, had that we had a chance to do this, and I know that, that some people are going to support us, which I'm very thankful for, for and some, some people are going to be very opposed, because nobody because likes change. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I know, I know. It's I know. It, but, it, yeah, but it's yeah, important that we do, that we do leave, leave our minds leave our open, open enough to, when new evidence comes, and we have to change our ideas. Some things, we're never going to to that one last answer on the table. If we, if we don't start, start studying, studying some of the things inside, inside, that, are that are probably, probably not
3: associated with the answer. answer huh? yep. I mean, it's called honest research people. And, and when you're presented with something that doesn't fit with your beliefs, you know, you must be able to look, uh, objectively at, yeah. At, at what, the, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and what the documents tell us and, and not just what a storyteller wants to tell us. And, you know, you just gotta be, Willing to, to stick to the facts, you know, just, just the facts, ma'am, you know, and, uh, you know, that's all we can do. Uh, you know, until some of this stuff can be proven, you, you can't, you can't factor it into the mix. And that's what we do here. This is when myths come to die. And we just killed one. <laughs> bye <Bye-bye>, bye, Maurice Bishop. <laughs>
0: Exactly. Let's put bishops back where they belong in chess. That's
3: right. (laughs) And in churches. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right, Carter. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show again, my friend, and and first time in 2017.
0: Yeah, no, it's great to be back, Rob. Thanks for having me, and thanks uh, for, you know, know, we do a lot of subjects that other people might not want to touch that might be unpopular, but I think they definitely need to be discussed.
3: Oh, for sure. we got to keep everybody in check, man, you know. (laughs) You know how we do. All right. Yeah, man, thank you for coming on the show again. And like I said, everybody – you can find all this stuff that we talk about, all links to the documents we talked about here today over on TLGpodcast.com and on Facebook at the Living Government Podcast uh, page. I'll put them there as well for everybody to check out. And uh, that's it for this week. Carmine, thank you, sir. I'll talk to you thank soon. You. And yep. that's it, people. There's some is in the can beamed up the satellite down directly to your ears. Says your boy. Peace.